it's Kings of the North. Hey it is so good to be back with you all. You really have no idea, do you? Man, How good it is to be back with what you. Year it was, boys. This is Rob with an H, flanked by Professor Pigskin. Ah, the sweet, sweet release of the offseason. Yes. And a positively radiant beefcake. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. They're playing games this weekend? <laughs> or a bunch of low-life scums. Oh, goddamn you. Scumbags. <laughs> Moreover. Ah. Well, fellas, it's, uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, aren't Ooh. we? Of uh, this Season 4 podcast. And uh, and just of the NFL in general. I mean, obviously, the beefcake we get... We've got big aspirations and everything, and Professor is going to be rooting for uh, the Bears, big time, big time for the rest of the postseason. The classic um, Bears-Saints rivalry coming out. You know, yeah, it is classic, isn't it? So many memories, <laughs> right? Well, it's great to be back with you. Like we said, um, let's dig into it. We don't. Uh, Obviously, we don't have a ton of games to talk about because, like we've mentioned, the the final week of the season being within the division is just the best. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Um, so let's begin with the big game this week. Uh, let's begin with the Vikings visiting Big D. Mm. And would it be, I mean, 72 combined points? Would you Could you call this a shootout? I would call this a shootout, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah big time. Yeah. I think you break the 70 really, mark. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like a two-point um, win as well, and like there's a lot of back and forth yeah, going on. Thirty-five, big play. Yeah, was there some going for two and stuff at some points and stuff? The like Lions that? missed both. I think they went for two twice, and they were not successful on either. Ew. But you got at least they went for it. That's cool. Oh, totally. Well, because they missed cool. an extra point ah. earlier, so it wasn't just you know be wacky and everything. Yeah, Prater but, uh, missed an extra. Oh, point. by the way, we're headed to the bar. I always forget. Yeah, we're just always and, uh, there, it feels like. And if our slack-jawed producer, Jared, could, you know... Yeah, he's ready. just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Thank you. What a banger. It really is. I wonder if this band did anything else. Uh, should look into that. Yeah. Get our research team. The band that did Everybody Knows Your the Cheers theme. <laughs> Have they done anything else? Yeah. Anyhow, we um, everybody. So yeah, Viking. First of all, first thing I wanted to ask about what did you think about the Lions starting Matthew Stafford when he had <laughs> numerous numerous injuries? Is yeah. it something you admire? Is it something you think is stupid? I was pretty surprised to be honest. Um and and I dare say, like starting like kind of a veteran quarterback who um, is like a big part of your franchise and highly paid in like a meaningless Week Seventeen game. And this applies to both teams, mind you. Is like pretty dumb. Like I get that. Like there's like that chest thumping. Like wow, I get paid to play. You know, macho man bullshit. But like it's also like you really want like like Stafford to get like a big knee injury like in Week Seventeen. That would just like totally wreck next year. Um, so it seems kind of irresponsible of both teams to like be as like starter heavy as they were, to be honest with you. I think that the Lions sent a very clear message to the rest of the league by starting Matthew Stafford on Sunday. Watch out. And that is, look at this guy. He'll play through anything. Don't you want him on your team? Give Whoa. us first-round picks, please. Whoa. Interesting. If you, listened, if you listened to Matthew Stafford's post-game comments, it, there was a lot of uh, – there was a tone about that. Ambiguity. Yeah. Mm. It seems uh, – I think he was saying stuff like, you know, who knows what will happen and, mm. you know, it, uh, he wasn't – you know, clear and definitively saying like, yeah, I look forward to next year with the Detroit Lions. Right. You know, and yeah. building this thing back up. Well, um, as a longtime Lions fan, Rob, like how does that prospect make you feel? It would be tough because really Matthew Stafford is everything to the Lions. Yeah. Um, 
And, yeah, and really, you could say that, I mean, you could say that he has been the team's only consistently good player for the last, like, ever since Megatron retired. Yeah, yeah. he's the only other you know, one. Like, and, and before him, it was Barry. Like, that's literally that's been it. That's it. You, you right? put those three, you know, that's the Lions. Uh, that's the Lions, you know, Mount Rushmore. There's, there's, there's yeah. no fourth. <laughs> uh, I, I Matt Prater. No. Matt Prater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am. I'm happy that like it seems like most like kind of talking head types and announcers like recognize the greatness of Stafford. Like, like it seems like totally. opinions like, yeah, he's super good. Obviously, he hasn't won much, but like you're not holding that against them. They're not kind of like, yeah. Well, what has he won? Like, which is. Usually That's why I'm confident he's a he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, and it's, it's usually such a good bullshit line. Like, like, and the, the other guy <laughs> on the other side of the field, Kirk Cousins, is the same way. He's also a, a really great quarterback, but people unfairly lament him all the time for like you're not getting the job done. And I, I'm happy at least like Stafford isn't treated to that kind of like witch huntery and and nonsense personally. So that's nice. your point, uh, Professor. That's because. Um... Kirk Cousins has always had at least competent teams with him, you know, for the most part. He's never been part, he's never he's never been on the Detroit Lions, we'll just say. And so uh I think the fact yeah. that the Lions won what six five games this year? They were five, all, they were five and all eleven. Five, all five of those are because of Matthew Stafford basically single handedly. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah, that's a fair, yeah. that's a fair point. Like when you're like in like such a hard situation, like you become yeah. a little bit more like beloved. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when you've stuck through it, and obviously performances like this week seventeen, to wanting to go out and play. I'm sure if he didn't want to play, he, you know, oh, yeah. it's not as if they forced him or anything like right. that. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure, he wanted to, and he's always wanted to, and I think that's really endeared himself mm -hmm. uh, to Detroit. Yeah, um, Stafford's very cool. now. He is a cool guy. He's way cooler than dipshit Kirk Cousins. <laughs> contrasting so first of all this game i think had two of the worst the two of the worst calls i think i've ever seen yeah yeah i i can't comprehend how they the first one was a roughing the passer penalty when it looked mm. as if he was simply tackled you know, yeah. it wasn't malicious. It wasn't helmet to helmet. It wasn't like he didn't like whip him down or anything like that. He simply tackled him. And I guess that's now that's that's too much to tackle. Um, him back. You know that it was bad because Clay Matthews was tweeting like incessantly over it on how he tweeted about it. He was like, I can't, that is the yeah. worst call ever. He agreed. Well, and Clay, Clay literally was like, this is ridiculous. I'm the only one that can get called for this. That's outrageous. Yeah. And he was, I think he was mad that uh, somebody else got a BS uh, uh, roughing the passer penalty. Okay, let's yeah. not bring Clay Maker into this. The Clay Maker. Hey, I'm just saying, the Vikings need a pass rusher, and he is a free agent <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'd um, like to, really quick, I'd like yeah. to say that on that same drive, it was four, that was a fourth and goal. Yeah, mm. and kept the drive and alive. later on. Yeah, totally kept, totally took the wind out of the line sails because they had, you know, they'd done three straight goal line stands, and then they get a sack. Mm. Yep. Anyway, Kirk Cousins then runs the ball in and does some stupid <laughs> dance, and I was just thinking, like, it's week seventeen, you're out of the playoffs, you're in Detroit, you just got a bullshit uh, roughing the passer call. And you have the gall to do some stupid dance in the end zone? Well, this is where I have to chime in. Um, oh, of course uh, and, he does. And, and first off, I'll agree with you on the call. The call is like one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. If like Aaron Rodgers got that call, I would have tweeted like 30 times in all caps. Like I just would have went off. Yeah. So well, Aaron Rodgers gets that call every single game. But I mean, it is like the Rodgers rule, like the landing with your weight on the guy, time. which is Big a time. nonsense thing when Anthony Barr legally hit him and they had to make up a bullshit rule. Nope. Um, ridiculous uh so this all does come back to aaron Rodgers, um if if that makes you feel better but um 
the, the dance I have to defend. Uh, because, first off, the dance was, isn't stupid. That's the gritty. That's Justin Jefferson's signature dance that he does every time he scores. And it's a very cool dance when he does it because he has things like rhythm um, and this, like, ability to, like, move his hips and stuff like that. Um, uh, and uh, so a lot of times this year, like, different Delvin Cook's done the gritty, Adam Thune's done the gritty. No one does it as good as, as um, Justin Jefferson does, but, like, it's, it's, like, a fun thing that they're kind of, like, doing his dance, and the, the, the boys are having fun. And so when Kirk scored that touchdown, you just know that they've been getting in Kirk's ear, like, probably all all year, honestly. Like, Kirk, if you ever, like, run in for a touchdown, you got to do the gritty with us. you got to do the gritty, Kirk. Uh, and he finally scored a rushing touchdown, and you know that, like, the fellows were just, like, come on, man. They, they all did it with him. They are flanking him. Uh, obviously, he looked... um. I guess he dances as well as you would expect Kirk Cousins to dance. Um, and we can just kind of leave it at that. Um, but, you know, Yikes. Uh, I, I can see how in the context of the call that like really like kind of is like the salt in the wound thing. But this has been like the one thing I wanted all year. I, I wanted to see Kirk Cousins do like a shitty, gritty dance. Uh, I wanted it so badly. And obviously the circumstances were not ideal, but it was like my number one. Wish these memories. Yeah. So, you know, the call was bullshit. And, but, you know, the outcome, uh, the, the, I guess the end is like more important than the means in this case. And the means are bad, but the end, you know, the Kirk Cousins gritty dance, like, it makes it all worth it, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I were Justin Jefferson, I would hate Kirk Cousins. Because <laughs> yeah. he's cheapening your thing. Yeah. Any, like we've said, anything Kirk Cousins touches, he, he turns to shit. Turns to ass. It's like the reverse Midas. Type. Real bad. It's real yeah. bad. Yeah, it's the not Midas. It's the feces touch. Feces touch. Turns it to shit. The Kirk yeah. touch. Yeah, the Kirk, <laughs> including Pizza Ranch. They were thriving before. <laughs> Got him as a as a spokesperson. No, no, we'll easy, Rob. We we know that Pizza Ranch's downfall is Burger Ranch's uh, opportunity. Yeah, so. it's a zero sum thing <laughs> yeah. in the buffet world. Only one ranch buffet can survive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one one buffet to rule them all. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. One one last question, uh, Professor. Yeah. Did you want the Vikings to win this game? Mm, this is the very important question. Yeah. I mean, like my mind like wanted us to lose, but like when right. when you see the boys doing well, you know, when you see like Justin Jefferson breaking records. By the way, all time a rookie receiving record, Justin Jefferson. Uh, so that's pretty dope. Good for him. When you see that happening, when you see a big play go off, when you see Kirk doing a gritty. It's hard not to get excited about these things. It's hard not to just get like really pumped up. And so, like, as much as my mind was like we should lose, it'd be better for us to lose. Like, it was hard to not root for them in the moment. Um, what uh, do you know? What the uh, draft uh, consequences were because of uh, the victory? Of. I meant to look they, this up in bigger detail here. Uh, so I know going into week seventeen, they were at thirteen, um, and a- after winning, they're at fourteen. What I don't know is if they had lost where they would have ended up. Um, and I don't know where okay. the Lions are. Um, maybe I can just look it up quick. Uh, Lions, I think, um, are now like top eight. Something, something like that. They were a big, uh, they, were a big, big cluster, they were a big cluster of teams at yeah. 69. <laughs> <Yeah>. ah, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, the Lions are at seven now. Uh, so I'm that guessing that the Vikings was a would have fallen. loss for the Lions. That was, that was a big time. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing yeah. the Vikings would have been. Like seven, eight, or nine in that range. So, they're so it cost yeah. them like four or five spots, which, you know, I will say, like, I, I know, like, um, people will point to like those, those two bad calls against the Lions because that pass in that, oh, that drop touchdown pass was like a horrendous call, too. Yeah, that um, was the other one. I, I almost think that was worse. Um, uh, because they, they overturned that, the, the call on the field, which yeah, is like an extra yeah, degree like, of like fuck uppery. Um, he determined that it was like clear and incontrovertible evidence. And no one else with any of the different angles yeah. even came close to that. So I, yeah. Um, and but, Professor, we talked about this mm-hmm. on the on our, our Discord chat. You have railed all season about ref uh, collusion and conspiracies. Yeah. I think if you were just looking impartially, this would be the clearest example that if there is any kind of conspiracy, mm-hmm. it's pro vikings i have, I have two responses to that because i can never just respond once you know i really gotta bloviate here 
Um, uh, the first oh. is I, I also I also Sorry, need to the Lions. Uh, we can we can harken back to last year when the, all those bullshit hands to the face penalties, uh, which were like the worst calls yeah. I've ever seen until these calls um, happened. Um, so there's, there's a lot of anti-Lions hate too. Uh, second, though, I would also maintain that giving the Vikings like really really shitty calls in their favor when the stakes are draft picks actually is the refs hurting the Vikings. Hurts them. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. you know if you think about it that way. Uh, they're still screwing us over, and also like trying to cover their trail because Goodell is very crafty uh, and very shrewd. He knew us onto him, so he he kind of phoned those calls in uh, to get us off, to get people off his trail and hurt the Vikings. But I'm too shrewd for him. Um, I'm too smart. He zigged, but I zigged right with him. You know, he didn't give me the zag. So ziggy. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, one last thing: as the Vikings season is over. Um, I'd just like to comment on some stats that I looked up here. Um, I was actually listening to most of this game uh, in the car, and I heard um, PA say something very interesting that uh, Kirk Cousins set the all-time Vikings passing touchdowns record in a season with 35. And that just made me so depressed that 35 is the most – (laughs) <laughs> passing touchdowns you guys have had in a season. I can't um, believe like Randall Cunningham or Dante or that's why I looked guys up, didn't I get looked up, up there. Some all-time uh, touched uh, all-time records for Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins becomes the is is number four in career passing yards for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, passing Wade Wilson. Yeah, oh, Wade, guess, favorite. Can you guess who the three above him are? Well, there's Fran Tarkenton, obviously. Um, who held all the records until Dan Marino broke them, so all-time great. Sure, sure. Um, okay, number one. Um, I'm guessing Dante's higher than him. Uh, he had a few more years. Dante's, Randy Moss years. Dante's number three. Dante's number three. So there's someone at number two. Number two. Uh, is it like Joe Cap? I don't know. It's not Joe Cap. Uh, I don't know who this guy is, honestly. Is he from the bygone era? Tommy Kramer. Oh, oh Tommy yeah. Kramer. Sure. Yeah, Tommy Kramer. Sure. Tommy I, Kramer I was an '80s quarterback. Yeah, I, I should. It was got like that. him, then Wade Wilson in the kind of early '90s. Yep. Sure. Yeah, into Warren Moon, yeah. into like Brad Johnson. You know, they're all they're they're all on. Yeah. Brett yeah. Favre is number eight with only two seasons. Like, and that's yeah, it's it's one of the seasons trash. <laughs> yeah. And can you guess who number nine is? Really? Uh, don't tell me it's like Christian Ponder. It is oh, no. <laughs> top 10 all time Vikings QB. Yeah, this is going to get bleak pretty fast. <laughs> no, give Kirk another year or two, and he's going to think fun. that I got to think when you look up these all time lists of like quarterbacks that by team, that the Packers, the gaps between two and three of everything have got to be the biggest across the board. Because basically you've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks spanning what now like thirty years or something. Right. Good question. Yeah, I'm gonna pull I, it. Up. I, I know, like I know, like Star, but yeah, I know. I, I got Star's numbers don't yeah. don't hold Bart up. Star uh, has half, half of the yards. That yeah, different era. They like, played less games. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It has to. It's a, It's got to be. It's a cliff. There's some yeah. tough names on this one too. So yeah, I mean, to be fair. besides those three guys, like the Packers, the QB history is like maybe worse than the Vikings. Um, but yeah, but I mean, when you have two guys like that, it doesn't really matter. Like that's just like a huge exactly. like qualifier. Like you've only had like 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Besides those 30 years, like it's been pretty bad. Like fuck you guys. Yeah, where will Jordan Love end up on this? On this uh, number list? one, obviously. <laughs> Uh, Never I, suited up for a game this entire year. I would throw myself on the top of U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> well, let's segue over to the Packers game. Oh, yes. They, uh, they pretty well crushed the Bears 35-16. to 16. It was an interesting game, yeah. Um, it really felt like the Bears... The Bears absolutely dominated time of possession. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the Packers had 44 offensive plays and put up 35 points. That kind of just tells you all you need to know right there. Good God. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it, 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 I gotta, I give the Bears a lot of credit. They tried to play keep away and overall they did a pretty good job, but it just, uh, there was They're, nothing you could do to stop. They were frisky. 
They have oh, a couple interceptions that they, they have, that they dropped. They're like possible interceptions that they dropped. That if they had made them, like we could have had a game. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I was worried in the third quarter there when when offense was stalling a yeah. little bit and, and they're uh, just yeah. lingering. And like if they could have like picked one of those off, like one of them was a potential pick six because uh, it was in the flats. And like if they mm-hmm. scored a touchdown there and then like picked another oh, one out and ran some clock out, it could have been a game. But can I say that yeah. despite this loss, would you say that Chicago is a team that no one wants to play right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think Chicago is the team that everyone wants to play right now. Okay. Simply because of one man. Uh, <laughs> I think. Oh, no. <laughs> there is. Okay. So Mitch Trubisky passed. There was one. Mr. Biscuit. Mr. Biscuit, excuse me, threw <laughs> one pass more than 10 yards downfield. Yeah. And it was only completed because the safety, like, stopped because he did. I'm sure he didn't think he could throw it that far. Yeah. He was like, I'm good right. here. Yeah. And he was thought he yeah. was going to intercept it, but it just got over the top of him. Yeah. So he, it's like the equivalent of, like, the the really crappy like baseball player when they come up everyone's like move yeah, in, move in. Move yeah, in. Like, yeah. like elementary school football shit. everyone's just in like, the infield pretty much psychological bullying yeah 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 <laughs> yeah was that you professor yeah definitely i'm speaking from experience here <laughs> um yeah. yeah i gotta this watching this bears offense it reminds me so much oh. of like the christian ponder tavares jackson down at mag vikings yeah. where like they will throw it past a ten, past like ten yards, like twice a game. And otherwise, every play is either a run or like like a like a screen pass to a receiver yeah, or like a five yard slant. Um, and it's like you just can't win like that. Like you no. can't like there was put, a, you can't put enough drives I mean, together to like score enough points that way. There was one point where the Bears were four for four on fourth down, which I give them a lot of credit for going for it on fourth yeah, down a lot. It's the right decision. Well, but you, you can can't only three yards to play. Like you got to go for fourth, fourth down. You can't keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you should just never punt. Well, I give the Bears a lot of credit because I think I all of us had pretty much written them off, uh, yeah. like mid-season they, after that great start. We just thought that we were talking about they're going to lose out and they're going to go like five and 11. Yeah, like the awesome. I know. Although this is better because now the best draft position they can get, I think, is like 16th or something like that or 17th, maybe. Right. Okay. And, and they're they not going to win a playoff game. And so. I think one theory that you've we'll uh, posited is the, you know, let's say they get crushed in the, in the wild card game. Sure. They still made the playoffs, so they're still going to stick with Mr. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and, this is like their, this is like their that. ceiling. Like they're yeah. this is their absolute best case scenario. Yeah, this wild card game. Awesome. And, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you can we'll see you can run the ball. You can play defense, and you can't pass it all. That's a recipe for like a solid like. 9-10 win season and a wild card exit. I've seen it a million you know, times, trust me. You know, Professor, you, you keep talking about how running backs aren't important and they're trash. The way you're the way you're talking right now, I'm I'm starting to come around to it actually. Yeah. Man, it's it's nice that after like been, 30 years of an MVP quarterback, you're realizing how valuable passing is. Yeah, I mean it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, I mean, any other games, non-NFC North games that really stuck out to you, or storylines um, entering the postseason that you're interested in? I am so happy every time this happens when a losing team wins their division and gets to host a playoff game. I just smile because oh, yeah. I think it's very, very funny. The Washington um, football team. Yep, seven and nine hosting the eleven and five Tampa Bay Bucks. Very yeah. funny, always good. Yeah. Um, Which of course yep. that's Goodell at it again. He got he got yeah, his damn boy Tom Brady uh, like the this is plum matchup uh, with the bad team. <laughs> like <laughs> after like so many of these things kind of stack up, like I've laid it all out. You think this is a coincidence? Like the, look at the look at the facts, people. I think it's not. all there. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God bless the Browns. Yeah. For me as a Detroit yeah. Lions for me as a Detroit Lions fan, I gain some sort of there's hope in seeing another, sure. you know, like a totally perennial you know, team like the Browns, a perennial loser. Because the Browns are like the Lions of the AFC. Yeah. Very much so, so to see them, you know, make the playoffs and be kind of like a 
a darling of the NFL, let's mm-hmm. say, this year. It, it, the team that a, everyone is rooting for. I think the Lions could have a similar kind of trajectory if they do the right things. One day soon. Uh, yeah. It, uh, so he's next year. It's a little bittersweet for me, the Browns thing, because their head coach is uh, Kevin Stefanski, who was our offensive coordinator last mm-hmm. year. Oh, yeah. And I like him quite he a might bit. be the coach of the year. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. He ran like the same like style of offense as Kubiak, but it's a, it's a bit more progressive with outside runs and like, more a bit more passing. Um, and I, I thought he was really good and really smart and really handsome. Um, very handsome. Yeah, so, yes. very good looking. Great five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that, so, best in the league. So it's like, it's like two, I like him. I'm glad he's doing well. But it's just like, man, we couldn't have kept you for like a couple more years. But my oh. two AFC teams to root for are Cleveland. Um, thanks to Kevin Stefanski and Buffalo. Thanks to Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I, I kind of agree too. Like I, I dare <laughs> Diggs like no ill will. Like he got like forty more targets this year than last year. Like he was right. Yeah. Like that's a lot of targets. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, you think you think all that that is lost on Justin Jefferson? No, I'm afraid of this. That's why I want him for No, I'm, I'm, that's what I mean is that I know. I'm sure he's looking at Stefan Diggs and being like, wow, look at how much better I could be outside of yeah. this <laughs> yeah. ancient running running game centered team like, of the Minnesota. Like, I don't know when the Vikings play the yeah. Bills next, but like, I kind of want to like kidnap, for a quarterback. kidnap Justin Jefferson for the game just so he and Diggs can't like talk. Because, like, what will happen is Diggs will have, like, 12 catches on, like, 15 targets, and Justin will have, like, five on six targets. And after the game, Diggs will be like, hey, man, you got to get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. Play yeah. 1970s football. But Dalvin Cook like, will have, you know, like, 30 carries for 120 yards or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ball control offense. And we'll lose by 30. All right. Cool. Well, it was a fun regular season, wasn't it? Well, and, it, uh, it really was. It's crazy. It had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, it was very zany. The highs were high, the lows were low, the middles were creamy. Mm-hmm. And I think this this will be a fun postseason. I'm oh. glad that I'm glad that at least one of us has some skin in the game still. Yeah. And I will, and I, I will say overall, I think just looking at the postseason from you know ninety feet looks great. There's mm. some some competitive teams. It looks fun. Fun, wacky, zany teams, and it is already zany. the matchups look enticing. So, white, yeah. Well, we'll break them down here on Kings of the North. That's right, in detail. All right, folks. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we've been going in the hunt so often. I think it's time to get back to our roots, and that is four down territory. Yes. We're going to honor Justin Jefferson's incredible debut season for an absolute loser team with a door quarterback <laughs> by doing four down territory debuts. This could go many different directions. Come back and listen with us on Kings of the North. We're back on Kings of the North. This song always makes me think of uh, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go from Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> sure. 2, Secret of the Years. Yeah. yeah, because Queen and David Bowie ripped off Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, it's just cute. Everyone knows. It's one, of, one of the biggest scandals in <laughs> pop music history. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. You think Noted, that one on uh, our MAGA had Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so four down territory. Uh, it's that part of the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, in commemoration again of Justin Jefferson's incredible record-breaking debut season, thought it'd be great to do some different debuts, some of our favorites. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see if there's any, if there's much overlap because there's so many different ways you could go. I know. Yeah, uh, sure. So. So let's uh, let's find out. Let's find out with the beefcake going first. Well, I was thinking about this debuts and something. What's something we all can connect to? And that's this music. You know, everybody can connect to music, right? Um, uh. so I decided to <laughs> go with. Um, you know, we live in a capitalist society, so I decided to look up what is the greatest oh, selling debut album Christ. of all time. I know. Um, <laughs> You do know, really, because it's also the greatest rock record of all time. That's Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Wow. I I anticipated this. 
And wow. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, because you'll see that I'm going down a similar route as you, but oh. I actually... Well, anyway, do you have other things to say about it? I, obviously, it was hugely influential and hugely popular. And some of them... They never made a good album after that. No, they made plenty of good albums after that. It's <laughs> Chinese just that, that one was <laughs> so high on a pedestal that uh, nothing could ever touch it. The greatest guitar playing of all time on an album, that's for sure. Um, unparalleled. No one... That's not That's not up for debate. That's a fact. Um, I don't know. Clapton? Journeyman? No, Clapton? No, that's pretty... No. And, <laughs> listen... Moodbreaker is fine, I guess, if you're into that kind of thing, but like, you know, Slash is on a whole nother level. We all know it. Um, it's newer, whereas Clapton, Clapton's running like a 1950s offense, whereas Slash is airing it out every time. <laughs> wow. You know how to appeal okay. to me. That's yep, interesting. I gotcha. Okay. Well, I've got the second overall, and I'm going to go down the same road as you, but instead of just looking purely at numbers, I'm going to take into account quality of music. Mm. And and I think this was just as influential, just as good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Backstreet Boys. Debut, self-titled. Wow. Sold 14 million copies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the... The the premiere track off of it, I think, is one of the best pop songs of all time. Quit Everybody, playing games with my oh, heart. Yeah, that's a banger. I want it that way came later. The which, first, uh, I believe, the first four tracks on that album are like, like all number one bangers. Let's see, I'm pulling them up here. Um, yeah. Little known fact: This was my first cassette tape that I owned. Oh wow! Wow. That was like that I bought. That was. You mine. still have it? Uh, probably somewhere. My first cassette was the single "Kiss from a Rose." Oh See, sure. Still have it. Yeah. Mm. But and it launched the entire boy band era of music. That begat so many other boy bands that often often the, uh, imitated but never you know duplicated the Beatles of boy wow. bands pretty much yeah all right well um, yeah man these more. are all I just pulled up the track list and it's my man my I'm banger just, after banger banger after banger. flooding like memories just flooding back wow. in the back of my yeah way parents. better than appetite yeah. for destruction oh I <laughs> please <laughs> All right, Professor. Well, at uh, third and fourth overall. Um, I wasn't going to take this first, but I'm going to keep the theme of music going. So I'm going to move it up my hmm. big board quickly uh, to get it in here quick. I also have a debut album, but it's a little different in that it's the debut album of my CD collection. Uh, Ooh, the CD I ever yeah. owned. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing oh, God. Jake here can guess what's coming here. <laughs> oh, I know we what have, it is. <laughs> um, the greatest parody album of all time. We got Running With Scissors <laughs> from Weird Al. Uh, number wow. uh, the first CD I ever owned. Um, really, uh, I heard that, C- that CD uh, the summer before, and it changed my life. And I remember like ranting to my parents about how amazing it was, and I needed to like get a, a boombox and like get that player or whatever. And so like, a few weeks, a few months later, for my birthday, sure enough, unwrapped it. Boombox, Weird Al running with scissors, and uh, my life was never the same. Uh, Professor, wow. that was also my debut CD. That was the first Jeez. CD that I owned as well. It's incredible. Yeah. So many times we're on the opposite end of things. Like we were talking about last week, how we're great rivals. Where we're close, but not close enough. But this is one where we're right there. Yeah. We're in lockstep on um, it. Wow. Real quick, best song on the record? Um, I mean, early on, I was a big Albuquerque guy. But I've come sure. around to... Um, um uh fuck uh uh um pretty fly for a uh, rabbi uh, uh, yeah pretty fly for a rabbi is great uh, i've always been partial to it's all about the pentiums yeah that one that one fucking is this thrashes so wow hard. jeez this is uncomfortable you two finding common ground like this. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked right. in the past about doing a weird out podcast um yeah you know it's wow it's not too Why late. not build it? It's the Kings of the North lifestyle. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the next logical step of all this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In addition to our XFL podcast. Mm. All right. Well, you've snake draft. You've got the fourth pick. Well, I, I have a pick related to both of you guys as well. Um, Cause ooh, I thought it ooh. would be kind of fun to tie you into these things. Um, so for Rob, 
Um, I'm gonna pick his Dark Souls debut as my. <laughs> um, wow! For those of you who wow. don't know, um, <laughs> last summer Rob picked up like the seven-year-old game Dark Souls, which is super good but super hard. Uh, kind of at our, uh, Bjorn Bjornsson's request, uh, he really kind of this fast forward in the gaming thing. He kind of skipped a couple yeah. of generations and just went for Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, and Rob, um, struggled at first, you could say. Um, he's, he's having a hard time and he would often just like quit the game, like start all over from scratch, make that, new characters. That's overstating it often. I think I, Maybe yeah, twice. Maybe I twice. Over. But, you know, and like, and for like a couple of weeks there, it's like every other day I felt like you were like, you know, like, you know, Bjorn, like, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad you showed me this game, but I think I'm, I think I'm done. Um, like, this is just too much for me. And every time Bjorn was like, no, no, you got to bring it back in. You can do this. And we would all, like, kind of talk Rob off the ledge. And since then, how many times do you think you've beaten Dark Souls? Oh, gosh. Got to be probably at least a dozen times. Yeah. Um, he's, he went from this yeah. kind of, like, bumbling, restarting, like, on the verge of quitting to, like, this, a master um of the game that's uh, overstating it you know real dark souls head um you know and uh it's just kind of seeing that story play out that like kind of rudy story um it was really good it was really heartwarming so that's my wow. favorite debut wow i'm on the verge of tears here <laughs> you know just so many memories and really that that initial dark souls debut i mean that snowballed into a mm-hmm. lot of different things for us so yeah, yeah. It's so kind of that's, changed that's our stuff. life, really. If you hadn't played that game, who knows where you really did. did. All right. Well, I'm going to take my second overall pick. I've got a few different ways I can go. I feel like I got to potentially steal one from the Ooh, beefcake. Don't you dare. Um, so no. I'm going to go in the world of video games. Oh, okay. Cool. And I'm going to go ahead and take my favorite debut in a video game. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and take Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> nice. Real good. Uh, because. Oh, actually, ready for this? Not Banjo's debut. Really? Whoa. Diddy, Diddy Kong Racing, baby. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to say I'll have to amend it then in a leading role in a video game. Okay. Uh, okay. Friendly amendment. I'll lie. Yeah. So thank you for, you know, setting the record straight. I didn't really play that game, but um, it was my debut N sixty four game. Hot take. Oh wow, that's better than Mario Kart sixty four. Whoa, <laughs> is it a hot take to say Banjo Kazooie is better than Mario sixty four? I don't think so. I don't Ooh. think it's that hot. Yeah, I, I don't I think, think it's that's pretty that hot. universally regarded as you know that you know Mario sixty four kind of paved the road. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. And then. And then Banjo Kazooie went over it going 130. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but just so much imagination, so much heart. You know, the missing Love. element, heart. <laughs> Love. Love. Compassion. Share. Yeah. Mm. All those things. That, you know, Lots of laughter in that game. Oh, there's tons of laughter. I mean, Lots maybe a few tears here and there. Yeah, no. the friends you make. You were the you mumbo were, jumbos you make along the way. The you gingos. were the banjo all all along, all along. Yeah. Remember what was the the the, fight, the gingenator at the end? Yeah, gingenator. <laughs> Spoilers, dude. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, let's. Uh, oh, seemed God. relieved that I was. Oh. I was not expecting, but I was hoping for like, oh, you son of a bitch, sort of. Uh, reaction from you, but yeah. go ahead, yeah. take your Lift second overall. Well, my next pick I'm going to take because I want to take you back to this the is past. a sport. This is a sports podcast, so we are going. I am going to try to get one sports pick in here, and I'd like to take you back to Professor knows this date well. Uh, week one of 2008, um, the Minnesota Vikings coming to Lambeau Field for the season opener, and. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes twenty uh, goes twenty four of twenty eight, two touchdowns and an interception to win twenty four eighteen twenty four nineteen. Excuse me, wow, eighteen, and uh, maybe the greatest debut uh, of a quarterback of all time. Mm. Wow, I guess well, this, I, have, I don't. Do you remember know. that game? Do you remember that game, Professor? Um, I, I, not the specifics, but I remember like the emotion. Because, like, I actually already kind of like Rodgers because, like, he subbed in for an injured Brett Favre for, like, half of a game against the Cowboys on prime mm-hmm. time, and he yep. looked pretty good. 
Um, and I remember being a little worried about that. And then, like, during that game, he looked pretty good, too. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> ah, like this guy is, he's, God, I kind of like him. He's, like, really good. And, like, I was just like, yeah. oh, no. Like, is this kind of foreboding? Like, what I remember is just, like, don't tell me they have another good quarterback. Um, yeah, my thought is, like, the, I feel like you, this is supposed to be when the Packers suck for, like, you know, at least five or six years post Favre kind of thing. That was the hope. And uh, they went eight and eight. And that was mm. the worst it got since. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Bullshit. All right. Well, um, you've got your third pick now. And this is the one I was worried about, but uh, I'm going to go into the world of movies because we're all movie buffs on here. Of course. You know, of course. Um, of course. And uh, who's some of your favorite actors of all time? You know, you're talking Tom Cruise, obviously, uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, just goes right down the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one guy that uh, I think gets a little maybe underrated sometimes. Uh, one, Mr. Ben Stiller, and uh, I think it's time to go back and take take a look at his film debut. Oh boy! Wow. Uh, Tony Perkis in Heavyweights. Wow. Greatest acting debut of all time. Yeah. I've, I have a hard time disagreeing with you. He steals the he steals every scene that he's in, even with I mean, Lars. Even with Lars. The kids are good in that movie, too. I like the kids a lot. Pat's great. I mean, Nurse Julie, obviously, is, is all over. But somehow your eyes go to Tony Perkis every single scene. What's the name of the camp MVP like coach? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> is it Phil? Is this- is no. this what you want? Something I remember. Whatever. Wow, it's rare for you guys yeah, to drop a lot. Cup. <laughs> um, I, I want to make fun of you guys. Yeah, bring it's your perfect game. I want to make fun of you guys bringing up this movie again. Like I really, I really just want to make fun of you for doing it again. But like you're, you're kind of right. Like that for that to be your Chris, first role. It's Chris. This Chris. Is unbelievable. It's Chris. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't want to confuse him. Looking yeah. good, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I can't believe we did a bunch of Chris quotes. <laughs> yeah. In a certain way, I guess we can. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take my third overall. And this one, I'm still kind of stuck in the holiday season. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead. Again, we're talking about movies. I'm going to follow your lead a little bit. I'm going to take, again, this wasn't his first movie, but it was his first movie, like, as a star. Mm. And I think he really, he really just, he blew up the cinema, all of Hollywood. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and take Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Yeah. He was in, like, two other movies before this, but as more of, like, a supporting guy. But then Home Alone is really where they handed the reins to him and said, you're our lead guy. And obviously the action is, you know, it, it's revolving around Harry and Marv, but he's the one that sets it in motion. Again, heart of oh, passion. There's no missing It's like a coming of age tale. Friends we made along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the tarantulas we met along the way. Um <laughs> Oh, and girlfriend, Oof. yeah, and it's just an American. It's become an American institution, and yeah, if they ridiculous. would have had some other kid actor in there, I don't think it would have worked half as well. No, no. absolutely not. Like, there's, there's no many movies ruined by shitty child actors, and like for him to carry that movie the way he did, unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And I yeah. feel like he's like not fucked up either. Like, like he's kind of seems like he's, he doesn't work a lot anymore, but he seems like kind of a cool guy. He like he has a social media presence, and he likes to make fun of himself. And he seems like he was well adjusted too. Uh, well, I think know? for a bunch of years, I think he was sort of like the punchline of you know child actors like flaming out and becoming heroin addicts or whatever. Oh, well, and yeah, I think it was pretty rough for a while. And I don't well, know that never mind any it. of those sorts of things were true, but he always kind of looked the part and sure. he and he was kind of reclusive and everything, but now I think he's he's out there a little bit more and yeah, he is kind of self-effacing and he's seems to have a good spirit about all of it and it yeah. hasn't let it's, <laughs> you know, he's still is super famous. Right. Yeah, but, you know, if he's bounced back from really, that, you know, so much more in his his credit. Yeah, and he was on Angry Video Game Nerd, so mm, big. Yeah, that'll cool do it. Too. That'll always yeah. do it. Very big. All right, 
Um, we're going to go back to the past to play the shitty games that... No, sorry. We're going to go to <laughs> Professor. All right. Uh, I got my last two picks here. I'm going to get the, this one out of the way quickly. We're going to go for a debut episode of a TV show. And it's got to be the mm. first episode of Breaking Bad, which is just a banger. Like, um, if you've ever watched it, like, there's, like, like guns being shot into RV. It just goes hard. Like, a lot of times, like, you hear about, like, this show's, like, really, really good, but you got to get past the first season. You know, that's, like, a, like a common thing in a lot, of, right. a lot of Walk's life. But, like, not Breaking Bad. Like, from episode one, from, like, the first minute, it, like, it fucks hard, and it never stops. Um, sure. Uh, and so wow. I got to give, give a shout-out to the first episode of Breaking Bad. So what Bad. you're saying is it's it's the Dragon Quest of television shows. <laughs> Are you previewing your last pick? Goes, goes hard right from the beginning. Yeah, it, it, is, it does go hard. Um, lastly, I promised that I had a beefcake debut, um, and Ooh. I'm going to give you one. Uh, I'm going to kind of go with his, <clears throat> this is kind of a broad one, but I think, I think you'll kind of find to be like all thematic. Uh, it's his, uh, college debut, uh, his, when he first went to college, <laughs> the first semester. Um, beefcake. Man. Ugh. Um, he came in, he made an impression. Um, people knew who he was. <laughs> Splash. Uh, big, a big splash of uh, Jack Daniels, oh. one could say. Um, oh. You know, like, there, there's all sorts of stories that many, many people will tell. They'll talk about him walking around parties with a big bottle of Jack Daniels. Um, they'll talk about him lying about, like, how he used to be addicted to heroin and all their sorts of, like, raunchy and inappropriate lies. But, um, shin straps. Yeah, shin strap wearing, wife beater wearing, just, like, uh, just, just trashy, trashy freshman. But what I'll always remember um is this the moment that i knew i liked him by the way um oh. uh there was a dance you like me wow that's uh that's pretty intense yeah in like like a not like 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 but, but um oh, okay there was oh, like a dance that. in one of these like common room areas um the dadala dance uh saint mary's heads may remember um oh, yeah. of course and i remember like kind of like being out by the stairs and like i saw i saw beefcake leaving and i was like beefcake this is how he this is how he introduced himself um of course. Where, where are you going? It was like 1030. It's like, you leaving already? Like, I thought this guy was cool. Like, apparently, he's, he's a lame-o. Uh, and he's like, dude, going back to my dorm room, doing a bunch of shit ton of shots of rum, and I'm going to come back and dance my ass off. Um, <laughs> I was like, god damn. This guy right That's, here. And the real that one. I did. Um, that I did. You did, huh? Yeah, wow. I, just, I can't think of anyone else uh, I know who had a better, um, better uh, freshman debut uh, at St. Mary's than Beefcake did. So I got to give it to him there. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'm I'm honored. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's him and Joey Stevens, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that was a hell of a one-two punch. Yeah. Uh, we were roommates Oof. freshman year. Man, oh man! Well, thunder and lightning. <laughs> yeah, fire, nice. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. All right. Um, so back to me for my final pick. Um, I've got a couple different options right now. Um, I'm going to go for the one that I feel like might be the most controversial. Um, I'm going to go back to video games. I'm going to go back to the video game, Super Mario Land 2. Do you know who debuted? Six golden coins. You know who debuted in that game? Sure do. Does Wario. 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 Because I think Wario is great. I know there are a lot of anti-Wario people, ah. and especially anti-Waluigi. Well, that's no, that's its own. Six is it? Separate, yes, they're both great. I absolutely believe so. They're both Wario great. is excellent. Wario is fantastic. Waluigi is. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say it. Wario is great. Can I say, it would seem weird if they didn't do like a Waluigi kind of character. If like only one of the Mario brothers mm-hmm. had like an evil twin. I agree. Well, the only reason they did it is for Mario Tennis. That's the only reason Waluigi exists. That's a great reason. What difference though? does it make what, why they... He should have his... First of all, he's he should not be a Smash Brothers. He's yeah. not a character. Absolutely. He's, no, he's, he's, he's no he's he's a, a character. He's got so much not. Waluigi, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like a 1940s a, like villain. It's so funny. Yeah, he's a great assist trophy in Smash Brothers. Too. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> aggravating. Yeah, it's about time to put some damn respect on his name. 
Yeah, well, but I mean, think we all can agree that Wario, obviously, he he kind of carved his own his own niche. Sure. Yeah. You know? We all think the WarioWare games, which are great. Yeah, the um, Super Mario uh, Land three. Three. Oh, great game! I think that's probably my favorite of the Mario Land games. And, oh, definitely probably three. Yeah. I think he's really good fantastic too. stuff. He's a good Smash character. He's got good power. He's pretty quick, actually, and decent recovery. Yeah, the, he's a funny Super Wario. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Wario's yeah. awesome. No, no qualms about Wario. Nice yeah. pick. All right, thank you. All right, Mister Irrelevant. It was to Beefcake. Oh, you're not gonna. Yeah, well. The greatest, we're going to go back to video games here because there is one video game debut that I think uh, tops all other video game debuts. Um, I'm going to take you back to that little gray screen. No, I'm sorry, that like green and black screen um, in in a little town called Pallet. And uh, wow, debut. Your yeah. debut of picking your Pokemon is uh, wow. Your debut as a Pokemon trainer, and that first choice you make is mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if anything will ever top that. Said so much about you. Yes, you know I was Squirtle, I was Squirtle Squad all the way. Yeah, well, you and I would have gotten into a lot of fights back in the day. I'm sure, we would have. Yeah, yeah. Charmander is but... the only way to go. There's no sec. There is no second choice. Professor, break the tie here. Um, the the first one I ever picked was Bulbasaur, but I am a Charmander oh. guy through and through. Um, we should just leave it there. Oh yeah, yeah that's Bulbasaur. Good. Leaf yeah. seed. Cut I that. Like that. Cut that in turn. Yeah. Yeah, but that that was the first one I ever picked. Um, you know, yeah. cool. Yeah, I guess. Vine whip, razor leaf, solar beam. Yeah, solar beam later on. Oh, sure. Yeah, um, we're talking about podcasts. One idea that we got from the fellows in Wolves Cast is a podcast that's just about like your first time playing Pokemon. Oh, God. Every, I got a story. Everybody Sign has me a up. vivid memory. Sign me up. Yeah, you, yeah. you could you could get like twenty episodes out of that, but easy, like just like easy. That. easy. Yeah, exactly. All right, good stuff. A lot of nostalgia with uh, this yeah. particular Fordown territory. That's nice. And I was wondering, it didn't seem like there was any overlap. Uh, so, no, we did pretty good. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, I'm in a good mood now. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to look ahead to week one of the playoffs. Come back with us. What gets kind of, going? It really gets me pumped up too. This is kind of the perfect song for the playoffs. Let's, let's pause just for the. <laughs> yeah. This is what thing too. Man. Yeah. You know who the uh, singer is for that? No. Jason Page. Axel Rose. Jason Page. Really? Wow. He like. He's not what you expect him to look like. He's like kind of like thinning hair on top. He's like he's in his 35. He's kind of lame. He looks kind of lame. Like you would <laughs> never look this guy, this guy and be like, this is a guy who like fucking kills the Pokemon theme song. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Very cool. Maybe his thinning hair is a courage that with courage he faced. <laughs> he will travel every day and to claim his rightful place. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think the time is right. There's no better year to talk about this week's games. Arm and arm will win the fight. It's always been our dream. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> 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 you got a pretty ripping guitar solo coming up. Should we just shut up and listen to the song? <laughs> Whatever. Let, let's, we'll let's put it on at the end. We'll, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Yeah. Put it on repeat. Yeah. 
All right, um, let's talk about this week's playoff games. Beefcake, you've got them queued up, right? Yeah, we got two triple headers here. Wow. Whole, whole slate of games all weekend long. Starting Saturday, we've got uh, the Colts traveling to Buffalo face face the Bills. Colts have no chance. Bills are allowing fans into the stadium. Game over. Game over. Nope, Ooh. done. Are they allowing no tailgating? I, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> those fans have like 10 tables they haven't broken yet this year that they need to break. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. someone's going to die. I just imagine the dumpsters outside of... What, I can't. I don't even know the the stadium that Buffalo plays in. But, but whatever dumpsters is filled with like halves of tables, <laughs> you know? broken yeah, tables, broken yeah. tables. Yeah. God. Yeah. I, Buffalo is going to be like one of the teams I'm going to root for the hardest in these playoffs. So they Absolutely. Got, like Josh Allen's fucking cool. Stephon Diggs is really fucking cool. I can't even be mad at him. Uh, their fans yeah. are cool. Like, yeah, these Bills are awesome. Yeah. Go Bills. Yeah. All right. After that, we've got we've got the LA Rams coming to Seattle for a divisional matchup. Um, I think Seattle know. wins that easily, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. Those division games, you, you throw the record books out when they come around, sir. I, I kind of I don't know why I kind of like LA in this. I don't have a reason, but like I'm just kind of on LA right now. <laughs> like uh, their, defense their defense is solid. Their defense. I love like, LA. Hot. Um, you know, I guess I don't know. Is Jared Goff okay? Uh, who knows? Yeah, that's kind of yeah. big. But um, all right, I, and then finishing it up, uh, we've got the Buccaneers traveling to Washington to face the football team. God, I uh, want Washington to win this so bad. Like, fuck, I do too, but fuck I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. The defense is frisky. Are you yeah. still smarting from that loss to the Bucks like a couple yeah. weeks ago? That was yes, like the, that was the loss that like ruined the season. Uh, that was wouldn't you rather, Professor? Wouldn't you rather see the Bucks come to frigid Lambeau Field and get annihilated Ooh. there? No, because I don't hate them more than the Packers. Like I still <laughs> <laughs> them losing to to Washington would be like the it ultimate. Would very, it would, would be the worst. That would be the worst playoff loss in Tom Brady's career. Yeah, and that's why I want it. I I crave it. That would be great. (laughs) All All right. right. And and then on Sunday, we've got the Baltimore Ravens coming to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um, Fun little rematch from last year. Good game. Yeah, great game. Titans. They they kind of raided the ship a little bit this week, but I think that'll be a good game. I think it's a toss-up for me. Uh, I just think Lamar Jackson's super cool, so I'm going to pick them. Yeah, cool. Derrick Henry's cool, though, too. And then the second game Sunday, the lowly, terrible, awful Chicago Bears heading down to NOLA. Um, God. I think we know what Professor's rooting for. Speaking of craving, holy shit, (laughs) I want this so bad. Um, after the Vikings, it would be funny. It would be very funny. I'll yeah. give you that. After the Vikings beat the Saints in the wild card last year, when the Saints are like not only favored, but like people are kind of like they're a sneaky Super Bowl team. Like for the Bears to come in and do the same thing to them, oh my God! Like I've never been a bigger Bears fan than I am right now this week. Like God, wow. please give it to me. Should talk to Depola Sausage. Maybe he'll lend you a Jay Cutler jersey. Oh, holy shit! I would wear the hell out of that. No, no, you yeah. need to understand. There's only one thing I crave right now, and that is the Saints coming to Lambeau Field for the NFC Championship mm. and mm. forcing Professor to put on a jersey. Wow. Yeah. It's the only thing I need right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, that's, wow. that's what I'll do. I'll do it. Yeah. Jeez. That's... And then uh, closing out the weekend slate, we've got the a, a rematch of Week 17, the Browns playing in Pittsburgh again. That's cool. That is Very cool. Fun. Very cool. I think I like Cleveland, honestly. I do too. I really Cleveland like rocks. Cleveland. Baker Mayfield's fun. Yeah, he is. Yeah, got momentum. I, I like I like Big quarterbacks time. who are kind of like badasses, and he's a kind of a badass. And yet, you're a Vikings fan. <sighs> yeah, <It> doesn't <laughs> seem to fit. Yeah, her cousin's a badass. I, I like I like oh, yeah. the opposite ends of the extreme. I like badass quarterbacks, and I like fucking dude okay. quarterbacks. Okay, those are Fair my enough. those are my two. Wow, did we, have we made it through the Pokemon theme twice? Yeah, um, I actually went to an ad here, but um, I'll, I'll get it back up again for a third time here in a second. Yeah, you got it. 
I can I can't listen to that song enough to be honest with you. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, I'm this is really gonna scratch me where I itch because three straight playoff games for an entire weekend is that's good stuff, guys. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to no it. No reason to leave the couch. Um, obviously next week when we record we'll have in depth analysis of each oh, yeah. game. Play by play, advanced statistics, sabermetrics. Um, all the stupid acronym statistics. Oh yeah, you get the, I'll get you all your EPA talk and your EPA per play. Oh, Summit, you're bringing Summit. Yeah, nice. for everybody. Yeah, good call. So uh, yeah, come back with us next week, and thanks for listening this week. So with that, for the beefcake, night boys. See you next week. For Professor Pigskin, um, boy, I guess see you guys next year. Next year, trust me. Next year, yes. This is Rob with an H. Thanks for joining us on Kings of the Coast.